It's time for more Manifesting Original Rich Bitch Experiences. Each week, we're talking travel, wellness, and millennial musings with a level of refinement. What level? It fucking depends. I'm your host, Ava Bilkey. Welcome back to the More Pod. I hope that you are doing awesome. I've been reflecting on the things that have helped me the most in the area of personal growth. And one of those things is absolutely, without a doubt, coaching. So today I wanted to talk about the power of coaching and the three coaches you should have in your life. So what is a coach? A coach is somebody who provides guidance to a client on their goals and helps them reach their full potential. So there are lots of different types of coaches that you could have. And coaching, I think sometimes is interchanged with mentoring. And while I think there's a lot of similarities between coaching and mentoring, mentoring can take a more informal approach. You know, you can have a lot of different mentors throughout the course of your life that provide you wisdom and knowledge and guidance that might not happen in a more formalized coaching setting. And I think what formalizes the coaching setting is really the exchange of dollars. So a coach is somebody that you hire. And I love working with coaches. Professionally, I'm a social media coach, so I might be a little bit biased here, but you know, I think that anyone who is interested in personal growth and really reaching their full potential in life can find so much value and accelerated growth in coaching. So, when I think about the benefits of coaching, there are three that really come to mind. And the first one is accountability. So having a coach in your life instantly provides a very high level of accountability and accountability to reaching whatever goal that you're working on. And, you know, sometimes the accountability alone is worth it. Like as disciplined as you may be as a human, there are certain things that you might need a little bit more accountability on. I know personally that accountability (laughs) is something that really helps me because when I'm working on a goal, you know, and run my own business as a solopreneur, I'm really only accountable to myself. And that's a beautiful thing, but that can also be a really slippery thing. You know, like there's nobody else knocking on my door asking when I'm going to get them a deliverable, you know, like it's really up to me. And in a lot of ways, I love that. I fucking love that freedom. Don't get me wrong. However, in being really honest with myself, I've realized that sometimes I do need a little bit of help in the accountability department. So working with a coach automatically builds in 
a great level of accountability that will help you reach whatever goal you're working on a lot sooner. The next benefit I really see in coaching is the literal personal growth that comes from it. Oftentimes, a coach is going to teach you something, right? Whether that's a specific skill or more of a mindset mentality, you're going to learn something from working with a coach. And learning is really what generates all growth in general, right? When we're not learning, we're disintegrating. Personal growth is the next benefit I really see in coaching in general. The third benefit of coaching that I really, really love is having a third-party perspective. Sometimes you need somebody outside of yourself to help you identify blind spots. You will never be able to see yourself the same way that a third party does. And in the same sense, an outsider is never going to be able to see you the way that you see yourself. So when you can bridge those two perspectives by coming together with somebody else, to help you move towards your direction in life and your goals and whatever it is that you aim to achieve, that synergy of both perspectives of your internal perspective and somebody's external perspective of you really helps to unlock your fullest potential. And I think that is the greatest benefit of coaching. So obviously there are lots of different types of coaches. Everyone's going to work with a different type of coach, obviously, because everybody has their own unique goals. However, I do believe that there are three types of coaches that everybody should have. And if you're thinking, wow, three coaches, like we're going from zero to three here. This feels like a lot. You don't have to start with three coaches. If you're new to coaching, obviously starting with one coach makes the most sense. But I think that as you evolve and if you grow into this journey of self-discovery and reaching your full potential, having three different types of coaches in your life can really help you maximize on all perspectives. The first type of coach that I think everyone should have is a life purpose coach. Now, life purpose coaches can take on a couple of different themes. You may find that you are gravitating towards a spiritual coach. So when we talk about something like life, life coaching, or finding your purpose, oftentimes I think coaches in this category can show up as spiritual guides. So maybe you're working with a meditation master or you're working with a shaman of some sort or a guru or a religious leader, whatever you're into. I think that spirituality in general and guides in these areas are probably the most predominant type of life purpose coach. 
And if you're somebody who likes things really like cut and dry and clear, like this might bother you (laughs) because this type of coaching is definitely not Capricorn in nature. Okay. This is a Pisces vibe. You know, there's a lot of space for the unknown and flow and letting things sort of evolve. So working with a spiritual life coach takes a level of openness that you might not be prepared for in the beginning. However, I think that because this is such a, I don't know what the right word is, but a more malleable practice maybe, I think that this is where you can see a lot of unexpected change because you're not going into this type of a coaching agreement or container with very like specific checklist type goals. You know, this is more of like the bigger picture, higher perspective, uh, more ethereal approach to life and purpose. In the other kind of category of life coaches, you can find a more literal type of coach. So you could work with somebody specifically to help you carve out what your life direction looks like. Um, You could work with somebody to help you find the steps necessary to embody your life purpose. And you could find somebody that really helps you to go through some sort of a framework a process that they have created or outlined to get you there. So if you can find a coach that really sort of bridges a more literal approach to life coaching with some of that spirituality, that can be a really powerful perspective that will really unlock you in terms of what it is you want to do with your life. The second coach that I think everybody needs is a career coach. And a career coach is someone that can help you either with your literal business. It could be a business coach, or it could be somebody to help you with your career inside of an organization you work at. Or it could also be more of like a skills-based approach. So a skills-based approach to coaching would be learning a specific skill that you know will help you in your career or in your business. And this is what I do professionally. I would consider myself a skills-based coach. I teach people how to use social media to build personal brands and grow their businesses. So in that sense, social media is the skill. I mean, you could think about any type of skill that you want to learn and find a coach to help you learn that skill. I think that career coaching is something that might come more easily This is one where it is a bit more cut and dry in terms of what you're looking for and what you're going to get as a result of working with a career coach. Within this category, 
there are so many directions that you could go in. Obviously, everybody has a different idea of what they want in a career and everyone has a different type of career. So there are lots of opportunities within career coaching to build your experience and your expertise and tap into individuals who have gone before you to help you get to where you want to go from a career perspective. And the third type of coach that I think everybody needs is a health coach. And so health coaches could be looking at mental health. They could be looking at physical health or emotional health, maybe all three. Examples of health coaches could be therapists, therapists that help you work through your past life experiences, therapists that help you work through trauma, therapists that help you work through interpersonal relationships, people that really can help you work on your mental health and mindset, I would say, definitely fits into this category. It could also be something quite literally as physical as a trainer. Maybe you are training to run and you want to learn how to run a marathon and you tap into an expert in this area to help you do that. It could be something like a nutritionist. You know, you want to learn how to eat foods that support your body and improve your mental processes. And maybe you have a physical goal, muscle building or weight loss, whatever that may be. Having a coach to help you with something physical or mental from a health perspective typically complements the other types of coaching. So in a sense, these all really work together. You know, if you have coaches in the areas of life purpose, career, and health, you're really kind of covering off on the whole mental, physical, spiritual aspects of who you are as a person. And that's why I think that this combination of three coaches is really powerful and can help you become an optimal human. Now, I thought it could be helpful to share some examples of the types of coaches that I've worked with across these categories and really what they've helped me achieve. So one of my very first coaching experiences was with a life coach. And they didn't call themselves a life coach specifically, but they called themselves a life stylist. And I quite liked that term because it felt like a little less serious in a way. I think sometimes when you're like life coach, you're like, what the fuck? You know, like, what is this? And maybe no thank you. So if you need to separate the terms for (laughs) the purpose of like getting past that, please do. I started working with my very first life coach probably back around 2018. 
And what brought me to that point of working with a life coach was overwhelming frustration. I was at a place where I felt like my life was groundhog day every single day and not in a good way. Like it was my birthday every day. It was like, I'm living in this hamster wheel and I didn't know how to get off of it. And I wanted a greater sense of purpose. I felt like I was just working to exist. For me to take that leap to actually start working with a life coach, it took just a massive amount of frustration. Like I was so fucking fed up that I was like, that's it. Like I'm getting help in this area. I need accountability. I need to help navigate how to get from where I currently am to somewhere that I want to be. And I didn't even necessarily know where I wanted to be. I just knew that I wanted change and that's enough. So if you're, if you've been considering, you know, working with a life coach, you don't have to know exactly what you want. You just have to know that you want to get unstuck and the rest will really unfold from there. So through this experience, I was able to work with a coach who helped me through a combination of those more kind of like literal steps and a spiritual aspect of meditation. So I was able to meditate on and really vision into what I wanted you know, finding a greater purpose. And then from there, being able to work backwards in terms of like, well, how, how do we get there? You know, I got out of that hamster wheel and was really able to set myself on a path of greater enjoyment and really living life in a much fuller way. So that was my first experience with coaching in that life purpose category. In terms of career coaching, I've done a I've done a lot of this. Did I mention that I love coaching? Did I mention that I'm a coach? I fucking love learning you guys. So I've done a lot of skills-based coaching and more recently, I've entered into a really cool business coaching container as well. About four months ago, I started working with a business coach. And this individual is somebody that I had worked with in a smaller capacity previously. But I'm at the point in my business now where I felt like I really wanted to layer on an additional level of accountability and clarity. Like I really wanted this coach to help me map out my key business pillars and objectives for the next couple of years. And As a solopreneur, I've found this incredibly helpful because I spend the majority of my time 
<laughs> with me, myself, and I. And I also tend to be an overthinker. So for me, what happens in this space is that I could think about business ideas, business plans, or I could vision a longer term goal and then get totally stuck in the weeds in terms of how to make it fucking happen. This specific business coaching relationship has been one of those where that third-party perspective that I spoke about in terms of I'm never going to be able to see myself the way other people see me and vice versa. Having this coach's perspective of me and their wisdom and knowledge and expertise based on what they currently see paired with what I'm telling them I want has been so incredibly helpful. You know, it's really like getting out of your own way. And sometimes you really just need that third-party perspective. Having this vision paired with regular check-ins, weekly check-ins, accountability, bi-weekly calls where I am able to share my progress, this has been so incredibly helpful to keep my business moving in a direction that I wanted to go in. An example of career coaching that's been a bit more skills-based, one time I took a program from a public speaker who helped me improve the way that I speak and the way that I tell stories and the way that I share information. This is a really cool example of wanting to learn a skill How do I improve my public speaking skills? How do I improve my storytelling skills? And then coming out of that program on the other side with a very clear skill set that I was able to build based on working with an expert in this field. Another example of a skills-based coach uh, that I've worked with recently is a digital nomad coach, working with somebody who has had several years experience of running a business from a laptop anywhere and everywhere in the world. And you might say like, well, why would you need a coach for that? (laughs) There are so many things that I would have never considered had I not worked with this coach. Big things, small things. I mean, a very small example, what kind of credit card do you have? Well, I have an Amex. Okay, you're going to need a visa because when you leave the United States, many countries don't take Amex. You know, small things like that and also bigger things about the mindset and how to look at alleviating the cost of living. I mean, just all sorts of things that I would have figured out eventually. You know, my first nomadic experience would have been a lot less enjoyable. And so having a coach in this area really helped me to really learn quicker, be able to predict things I would have never considered and really optimized my first experience with digital nomading for a longer period of time last summer. 
And in the area of health, I have been working with a personal trainer for probably three, four years now. I know that I'm not going to be the first person to get out of bed in the morning and go to the gym. It's never been me. It never will be me. And I've observed through living as myself for my entire life that this is an area where I can use some extra (laughs) accountability, right? So working with a personal trainer has helped me achieve my goal of building muscle mass and maintaining a certain weight. And not like a literal weight, but just my size, you know, like my pants always fit. And I love that for me. And a lot of that can be attributed back to my personal trainer because every single Friday morning we get on Zoom and we do a workout. I found it so incredibly helpful to have this one appointment on my calendar every single week where no matter where I am, I can show up on Zoom and I know that I'm going to have an expert in physical movement guide me through a workout that will help me meet my physical health goals. You know, if you're the first person at the gym five days a week at 7 a.m., you might not need a personal trainer, but perhaps there's an other area of your life in the physical health department that you might need, you know, just a little extra accountability. Or maybe you want to learn how to like <laughs> ice bath, you know, you want to Wim Hof or, you know, there's just something, there's always something that you could be learning and working on when it comes to your physical health as well. So these are some of the experiences that I've had with different types of coaches and the value that it has brought to my life. When it comes to finding a coach, how do we do this? I really do believe that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When I was reflecting on how I got connected with all of these coaches that I just shared as an example, two of them were from Instagram And two of them were from word of mouth recommendations. So word of mouth recommendations, I think is a great way to find a coach. If you have a friend or a colleague or a partner who is working with a coach that they absolutely love and they're sharing, you know, all the great experiences they've had and there's an established level of trust with this person having a recommendation is probably one of the best ways to get connected with a coach. I think this goes for, you know, word of mouth and recommendations in general. I think that this is a really great way to discover trusted people, places, experiences, right? Ask your network. The other two, the Instagram ones are the ones that I find so fascinating You know, when I say that I discovered my nomad coach on Instagram, 
or when I say that I discovered my business coach on Instagram, it's not because I was literally seeking them out. You know, I wasn't looking up business coaches on Instagram. That wasn't, that wasn't the goal. That wasn't what happened. I found my business coach on Instagram based on one of her posts and it just showed up in my newsfeed somehow, right? That's the magic of Instagram. And it was the right message at the right time for where I was at. A lot of times, you know, that can't be planned. This is really a truly an example of I was ready. I'm the student. I've decided, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this thing, but I feel like I could really use X or Y. And then you just let the universe deliver, baby. The nomad coach was a little different in that I was looking up specific, I was looking at a specific hashtag and I don't recall the exact hashtag, but I was looking at content and this individual's post was like the top result. And I looked at her Instagram feed and I was like, oh, like I love your photos. Like I love your videos. I'm going to follow. And a couple days after following, she put out an announcement for a new program that she was piloting. And she was teaching exactly what I wanted to learn. And I sent her DM and I opt into her program. So again, the magic of Instagram. But in both ways, I had personally internally decided I was ready. And I think that decision is what helped me to then realize the opportunities that were presenting themselves. A lot of times you just have to be open, you know, open to the idea of coaching or open to a specific goal and, you know, seeing how it's going to come through. And that's that life magic that we can't always explain. Lastly, I thought it would be helpful to share some tips for having the best coaching experience. So if you're new to coaching, what could you be doing or look out for to really ensure that you have the best possible coaching experience? First and foremost, I think it's really important to find the right coach. In the same way that there are a million different hairstylists in the world, you're not just going to work with anyone, right? You're going to ultimately choose a hairstylist based on their work, their vibe, things that you might have in common, maybe their location. There are a lot of different factors that going in that go into, you know, selecting a service expert. And the same goes with coaching. So just because your best friend has a business coach that they're obsessed with, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would also be obsessed with this specific business coach, right? You might have different businesses, different business styles, different goals, and all of that should be considered. It's also helpful to realize that just because you might have one coaching experience that's not so awesome, it doesn't mean that coaching doesn't add value to your life. Like I think about one time I 
signed up for therapy and it was virtual therapy. And, you know, I just got assigned a therapist. I didn't really pick them. You know, I put in my goals or like things about me and my preferences, but ultimately I was assigned a therapist that I didn't really vibe with. And I kind of abandoned the therapy at that time. And in reflection, in the moment, I think I wanted to write it off. I'm like, well, this you know, therapy just doesn't work for me. I can find better modalities of healing. <laughs> when in reality, it probably just wasn't the right therapist. So keep this in mind. And if you do happen to have an experience that's not awesome, don't let it discourage you. Keep trying because it is worth it. The next tip is to be open to, (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing, I guess, be open to the journey. Yeah, I'm laughing because when you opt into this type of work, you might have an idea of what's going to happen. Typically, that's not what's going to happen. Coaching is an experience that is very mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all combined, regardless of what type of coach you choose to work with. And so being open to the experience and trusting that whatever unfolds for you is meant to happen, I think can really help you gain the most from the experience. The next tip is that you have to do the work. Oftentimes in a coaching experience, you're going to have homework, whether it's called homework or not, you're going to have homework. And if you don't do your homework, you're not going to ace the test of life at the end of the day. Okay. Doing the work is the most important part of coaching. Because again, you could have all of the knowledge in the world. If you don't use it, if you don't implement it, you're not going to see any changes. So you have to do the work. My next tip is to maintain a filter when you're working with a coach. And so what I mean by maintain a filter is be really mindful about what you're absorbing. So if you're working with a coach, it's really important to take in everything that they're sharing with you, the things they're teaching you, the things they're guiding you on, but then also run it through your own personal filter of, okay, does this feel true to me? Does this feel like it's in my best interest. Does this feel like it's in alignment? Because if you don't maintain that level of filter and you're simply just doing every single thing that this coach tells you to because they're an expert in your field, you might end up down a path that you don't really want to be on. You might lose your own sense of authenticity in that relationship. Maintaining a filter and 
asking yourself, what do I want to keep and what do I want to let go of from whatever it is that I just experienced or I just learned is a really important step of the process. And my last tip for having a good coaching experience is actually to filter on and off, to go through cycles of coaching. If you have a coach or three coaches in your life at all times, you're going to get overwhelmed. You know, oftentimes this work happens at a very deep level and you need to have periods of integration to really take everything that you've learned and really integrating it into your daily life, your mindset, your practices, your routines. You have to have those integration periods so that you can fully absorb everything you've learned and then, you know, pop back in for your next level of mastery. So there we have it, the power of coaching and the three coaches everybody should have. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of coaching. It's been an incredibly important part of my life, both personally for my own growth and professionally as my career of choice. And so much good can come from it. And I really do think it's something that everyone should experience at least once in your life. So let's transition into this week's love it or leave it. What I'm loving this week, we are currently in a period of Mercury retrograde. And I feel like for the first time, maybe ever, I'm using this retrograde energy to my advantage. Now, if you're not familiar, Mercury retrograde is a time period in which you should be revisiting. You should be revising, reestablishing. It's a time of looking backwards and really fine-tuning anything that you may have set into motion previously, but maybe it just like wasn't quite right. Reevaluate. Anything with a re is what you should be doing during Mercury retrograde. Right now, I am rebranding this podcast, visually speaking. And I'm really excited about it because we're coming up on the Morpod's first birthday, which I cannot believe. And a lot has changed in a year since this podcast was first launched. And this period of revision is really going to visually portray the energy of this podcast, of this experience. I'm just so fucking excited. I can, and I cannot wait for you to see it. So stay tuned. But over the past week, I've been working on 
the website rebrand and I'm like, I'm just killing it. I'm in my creative mode. I'm working. I'm making progress. I'm getting shit done. And I'm like, hell yes. Rebrand, revise Mercury Retrograde. Killing it. So I'm loving this. And if there's something in your life that you think could use a little refinement, the good news is you've got a few more weeks to do it. So I think we're in retrograde till mid-May. So get to it. What I'm not loving though is with this rebrand, I've been spending a lot of time on the computer and on my phone looking at digital screens. And I always spend a lot of time here because this is my life. This is my life. This is my career. This is my lifestyle. I love technology because it allows me to do all the things, but also the blue light is fucking up my sleep. But my screen time with this rebrand has increased from a nine hours to 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day on average is what I've spent on the devices over the last week. And I am, I'm not, I'm not loving that. Now I know it's temporary, you know, and that's what I keep telling myself. Like this is temporary. It's just because the rebrand, we're going through a period of being hyper online and it's okay. But when my weekly screen time report came through <laughs> today, oof, that's literally half of every single day. Damn. With that, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate the time you spend here with me listening to the podcast. I can't wait for you to see the new visuals coming soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the podcast. Leave a little five-star rating. Tell me what you liked, what you loved. And you could follow along on Instagram at the more pod on YouTube at the more pod and I'll see you next week. Bye. Listen to the more pod every Wednesday as I share the things that make me more me and discover a thing or two to make you more you.